0: I just keep thinking, boy, the music of this church is amazing, and uh, and I know, and I have those moments where I go, why do you need a sermon? (laughs) Sit down, we're going to have one right now. (laughs) We're going to begin again, and that's been our focus as we started here. It's such a blessing to be with you this morning, and uh, just for me to encounter, encounter a church of love and service, and. We've been focusing on the challenges of new things and new beginnings and what that means and and how we need to hear the words at times in our life. Let's begin again. And The promise of Scripture that uh, God makes all things new, fresh every morning, opportunity, new beginnings. The gift of community, the giftedness of each of us is there to build up the life of the church, to encourage each other, to be there present for each other. And to know that the greatest way that Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 13 is that the greatest way is love that sustains us, it's what moves us forward. So, as we begin again, I couldn't help but think about the importance of knowing well, where do we go from here? If we're going to begin anew and we have all of this behind us, where are we going? Clarity of vision is so important for our lives because we know it impacts before we start the day, knowing where we're headed makes a difference. And when we're not clear, life can get challenging in ways that's harder to withstand its push and pull. I can't help but think about clarity of vision, just the idea of GPS, right? And maybe you've had experience with that. But I couldn't help but think of that little episode in the office where Dwight and Michael are driving their car and the GPS tells them, make a right turn. And Michael starts to turn right, and Dwight says, wait, 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 no, 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 it means bear right up there. Michael says, no, it said right, it says take a right. Dwight, no, 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 look, it means to go up there, bear right over the bridge and hook up with the 307. GPS, make a right turn. Michael says, maybe it's a shortcut, Dwight. It said, go to the right. And he turns right. Dwight says, it can't mean that. There's a lake there. GPS, proceed straight. Michael, I know it. I think it knows where it's going. Dwight, this is a lake. This is a lake. Michael, the machine knows. Stop yelling at me. Stop yelling. Dwight, no, it's up there. There's no road here. It's too late. Michael drives right into the lake. Remember that scene? Dwight, pure delight. All right, remain calm. I've been trained for this. He unbuckles his belt. Okay, exit the windows. Here we go. Dwight and Michael climb out the windows, hearing the GPS say, make a U-turn if possible. (laughs) Sometimes visions need to be tested. trusting how we move and where we go can be a challenge. What do you do when you see the lake in front of you You and go, drive straight? And what voice do you listen to to guide your way? I had a vision when I was in early elementary school. I had this vision of riding my bike fast. And so I found this hill that I was going to ride my bike down. I was really excited about it. But I went down, I said, I can go faster than that. And so then I found this driveway that was up at the top of the hill, feeding into the hill, this wonderful gravel driveway. And so I thought, I can ride down that and then get even more speed to go down the hill. And so as I'm going down the driveway, I realize that the momentum is taking me forward on this gravel driveway in ways that I didn't anticipate. And when I turn to go down the hill, I slid underneath a parked car. It's interesting you have vivid memories of when you were younger, and I can remember clearly seeing my mom, who was a registered nurse, when I was in the ER, and they were stitching me up with like eight stitches on my face, that this was a very poignant moment in my life. And I became aware of that not every vision is helpful. <laughs> and sometimes we have to learn to test our visions of where we're going and decisions we're making, going fast has to be probably balanced with understanding what's safe, I suppose. But how do we discern the right choices we make in our life? How do we decide where we go from here? For some of us, they're common, basic things that we're looking for. Some people are just hungering for a meal, or for shelter, or sustaining work, or happiness, for family, for vacation, maybe a vehicle, maybe shalom. Health, a faith in God. So where are the dreams and hopes for our lives today? What future is depending on our ability to see more clearly choices that sustain us? Because a vision is a preferred future for our lives. It's a guiding principle for how we live today because we're clear about where we're going in the future. And the research shows that a vision statement can help clarify what motivates you and gives you meaning and direction. How many of us have some form of a vision statement for our life? As our lives and careers are getting more complex and challenging, sometimes we feel, well, I've got my act together, we're doing fine, and we just move along. But other times, we feel we should pause, maybe start over, Take a look at how we're doing and what's important to us and how we make decisions for our lives. Personal vision statement can help us get a sense of how we move forward. When we get overwhelmed, it can have a way of just settling us back into what we know is important. And identifying that vision is critical. And a lot goes into it. I try to find vision statements that had like three basic steps and you're in. But most of them were pages and pages of self-reflection and looking at our past and what guided us to the point we are and, and, and what our passion is and, and how we feel we're called to live our lives. So what does help us move forward in our lives? What guides us to making decisions? There's a personal vision statement that I read from uh, Seneca the Younger, right about the time of Christ, actually. And he wrote this There is no favorable wind for the sailor who doesn't know where to go. I'll read it again. I had to read it a couple times. There's no favorable wind for the sailor who doesn't know where to go. Where are we going? What do we have to guide our way? What's the compass that sets us on the North Star that can guide us? Can you imagine if we had a compass that would tell us where to go? We just hold it up and follow it? I know what you're thinking. Jack Sparrow had one in the Pirates of the Caribbean. He introduced this compass. The compass does not tell true north. He was asked, well, where does it point? It points to the thing you want most in this world. Can you imagine that would be? What do I want most? And I follow it. Now, this might seem fine at some level, but then what if we're not sure what we want most? And what if we want most isn't what we should want most? So here's the role of that personal vision statement. It helps us bring in our values and our strengths and our goals and combines it with how we might live a life personally or maybe professionally in a ways that orientates us to a long-term dream. It's a tool. It's a guide. Defining our own personal vision might be an important step for some of us to try. What are the first steps? How might we move forward? The vision just gives us that sense of how we can pass from one moment of life to the next, to, that we can deal with some of the cycles of stress and, and gain a balance and maybe just working through it in ways we couldn't if we didn't have that kind of direction. Research shows there's benefits, right, of personal vision statements, it makes it easier to make a decision. I can't remember how many times I've been in church meetings where we're just discussing and debating and trying to find a way forward. And I said, well, let's step back. Why are we here? And how much that can be helpful for us in making decisions. It's moving past the moment of personal preference and being reminded that we're supposed to pick up our cross and follow. It provides you with a sense of direction where are we going? We've already made a decision. Understanding of who we are. It helps you determine that long term or short term goals. All they connect to each other in helping us sustain moving towards a preferred future. And certainly can help us be motivated. Yeah, I had those moments where I think, I just can't take a step forward today. And that personal vision statement can remind us of our sacred worth and our purpose. We're not alone, it provides motivation. So, so what do you want to do and why do you want to do it? And how are you going to do it? Personal vision statements contain this sense of interest and skills and values. One study even said that they should incorporate what the world needs from you. I can't help but think of our text for today when I think about vision statements and importance. So that leads us to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no prophecy, the people cast off restraint, but happy are those who keep the law. Going back to the message, uh, Peterson writes this paraphrase. I really like how he writes it here. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Maybe one of the more popular versions of this comes from the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. I see this statement all the time. Anytime I go to like a church health uh, conference or training, and this vision statement comes back up, and they're talking about the importance of visioning, and it is true. But the visioning centers on an important understanding of the whole text. Proverbs is a collection of Jewish wisdom sayings. It's literature attributed to Solomon times, but certainly a variety of authors. It comes to us around 970 B.C. to about 700 B.C., the time of King Hezekiah, and it was beginning to be a book that was distributed and circulated for wisdom. I love in Proverbs 1, verse 20, wisdom has this feminine voice to it. Wisdom cries out in the street, in the square, she raises her voice. I don't want you, but I've learned so often the most important voices in my life are from the women in my life, and it's important that I'm listening. But the wisdom sayings are were used to guide and give direction for folks, and today we reflect on this vision, this understanding of its importance. But it's more than just using vision as a means to say, well, let's figure out what we should do. The vision says it comes from a sense of God's word. Happy are those who keep the law. There's a sense of the wisdom saying, saying we don't have to make up something all new. It might be practiced differently at different times by different people, but the reality is God's word is what gives us that sense of direction. We don't have to make it up. We don't have to figure it out on our own. For those of us in the Christian faith, we begin to realize that the Word does have direction for our lives. And if we look to the gospel lessons, we see that Jesus is speaking to humanity. Remember the first three Gospels—Matthew, Mark, and Luke—in the New Testament. They speak of Jesus' ministry, life, and teaching, the miraculous signs of His grace and mercy, and forgiveness that speaks into our lives. Those first three Gospels are called the Synoptics. If you've studied that in Confirmation or somewhere along the way, they're similar, they have similar content. They derive from some of the same sources to tell us stories of the nature of Jesus. They begin with genealogies or when Jesus begins his ministry or sometimes in Luke, the birth narratives that we celebrate in Advent. Then there's a fourth gospel, the gospel of John, and it it has a more mature feel to it. It, it describes Jesus in even a more profound light. It, it talks about that Jesus is, is, is more than just about this individual who started ministry or was born. It talks about in the beginning was the Word. It sounds like Genesis. The Word was with God. The, the Word was God. And the, then the Word came to dwell among us, and we begin to understand this connection with vision, understanding that, that God wanted to speak into our experience, show up in the neighborhood by demonstrating how this word is manifested and how it can guide our lives to remind us of our worth and our importance and how we can see a vision of God's preferred future revealed in Christ, the living word. So as we think about our own lives, maybe we can think of ways in which we can incorporate our own understanding of ourselves, our past, our present, our gifts, our passions, and begin to articulate what is the vision for our lives moving forward. How would God be at work in my life? How does it represent my best understanding of who God is in this moment to the best understanding of myself? And starting there. So often it's hard to move on vision statements because we we want to get it right. And honestly, the reality is no vision statement ever gets perfectly right. It's still always being formed and understood. But in the moment, we give as much as we understand of ourselves to as much as we understand about God, and we can start there and seek clarification as we move and allow God to speak into our experience. How is it with your soul today? How would you describe your personal vision statement? Understanding the vision is of what God's preferred future and how you're moving towards it. I really appreciate how John was sharing with us this vision of how we can do mission work in Milwaukee and how important that is to him. And I couldn't help but see of him when I was reading this vision statement that was, My vision is that people whose lives are limited by poverty, lack of education, Or deficient training will experience the love of Jesus through me as I give them employment, encourage their education, and offer them training so they feel successful and are able to support a family life. Or how about this one? I know God has placed me as a public school teacher so I can be a source of light to others and I can offer my students a chance for a better life. You see, all life is sacred to God. And what you do is important. Do you understand your vision forward and what you do and how you can honor God in what you do? All right, so I have to come up with one. I desire to be a pastor in a local church, to help people connect with a loving relationship with God and others and their self, that they might grow in their development in biblical faith and express that faith and love and serve to alleviate suffering and offer hope, all in the name of Jesus Christ. What are the words that would help remind you of who you are and maybe where God intends for you to go? I suppose in some way, Jesus looked down the road and saw water and said, okay, God, I'm moving forward. Fortune for him, he could walk on it. But what is our vision? How do we move forward personally and experience God's grace? Maybe take the time to reflect. Not only do we have visions for ourselves, but we have visions for the community and how we move forward. So I'd ask that we begin again, allowing God's grace to lead us, to be a faith community with gifts and graces that build each other up, not only inside but outside in the life and the community as well. A love that transforms the vision of God's preferred future for everyone. There's a mission statement, and I don't want to get into missions, visions, and values, and purposes, and all the different statements, but essentially it's this this hope that we would make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world in the United Methodist Church. Followers of Christ, that love can transform us in the world in the process. Here at the United Methodist Church of Whitefish Bay, we have this vision of how we can love God, how we can care for each other how we can serve in the world. Let's continue to get clarity in what that means for us because the preferred future for God for us affects the decisions we make today. My hope for you that you'll find that active grace and love in your life to renew you this day that we can begin again with God's grace. Let us pray. Holy God, We thank you for the promise that your word was made flesh, dwelt among us, that that will give clarity of your hope for our preferred future. Help any of us today who might be struggling, who might be wondering how I put one foot in front of the other. Remind them of their sacred worth. Remind them how the word can give stability and direction and strength to face the challenges that we face And not only face the challenges, but as your gospel, John, reminds us that our joy might be complete. That we might flourish by the blessings of your love, no matter the difficult circumstances we face. May your word remind us that when we're stumbling, that we have access to a direction by your grace. Be at work in us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen.